0: Hello and welcome to Business Line Podcasts. I'm Chitra Narayanan. Today was a really big day for cricket with the IPL media rights for 2023 to 2027 seeing some frenzied bidding. PCCI seems to have really bagged the bonanza with the TV rights going at a whopping Rs. 23,575 crore and digital rights going at Rs. 20,500 crore. A total of Rs. 44,075 crore has raked in for 410 matches. These are for packages A and B, that is for TV and for digital rights. What's significant is that IPL will now have two separate broadcasters, one for digital and one for TV. And by all accounts, Disney Star has managed to retain the TV rights, though there were rumors swirling about that Sony would get it. And Viacom 18 has got the digital rights. This is interesting because this means that advertisers will no longer have the uh, option of a bundled package, which would have given them some discounts. So exciting times ahead. Meanwhile, package C, which is the non-exclusive rights to digital rights to 18 games, the the bidding for that already crossed to be 17,000 crore today, but it ended inconclusively. So, we don't yet know who's got it, though it would be in the interest of Viacom18 to bag it. So, we'll see some aggressive action there, no doubt. To take us through these um, exciting uh, media right auctions is Karan Torani, Senior Vice President of Elara Capital, who has been tracking the action closely. Over to him now. Welcome to Business Line Podcast. Very
1: exciting day today, right? I mean, with uh, IPL rights going at such frenzied uh, bidding and such high prices. Right. Yeah. So what we hear is that TV has gone for rupees 23,575 crore and digital at rupees 20,500 crore. So what is your take on it? I mean, will the people putting in these amounts, will they be able to recoup their investments?
2: So I think, uh, the numbers are largely in line with what we had expected, uh, you know, we had expected a premium of about 30 to 35% for the TV median uh, because clearly that's a segment which is kind of mature and growth rates therein are converging towards a 6 to 8% kind of a number and there are too many regulatory headwinds over there in the likes of, you know, uh, NTO 2.0 wherein, you know, a lot of the channel pricing is also capped to a certain extent. So as far as TV is concerned, it is in line with our expectations. On digital front two, I think uh, we were expecting a premium of about 80, 80 to 90 percent versus the base price, and I think the pricing is close to 70 percent of the premium versus base. Uh, this is slightly lower because I think uh, the, the bidding was not as aggressive because you know uh, the likes of uh, Google, Amazon eventually pulled out uh, in the last minute, and it was only dominated by three players. Now, in terms of, you know, why the digital medium premiums are so high is because, you know, uh, digital as a segment is prone to higher growth rates, uh, both on AVOD and SVOD, close to 30% plus kind of a number. And uh, as far as digital media, you know, having a higher premium versus TV, one reason, of course, is a better growth rate. And the second big reason is, you know, what it does. Uh, from a strategic standpoint, uh, you know, so any OTT platform who gets to win uh, IPL on digital it will also be able to cross their current content offering and this will lead to a sharp jump in terms of eyeballs, monetization and in terms of valuation of that particular platform. So, I think there is more of a strategic uh, intention here uh, to pay a heavy premium for digital whereas on TV there is not much to do and that is why the premiums are quite up.
1: All right. I think it's breaking now that the package A has gone to Disney, which means Star has managed to retain at least the broadcasting rights. So in terms of, I mean, earlier it was, uh, I mean, before the uh, ra- before the bidding began, most people felt that Star would have the desperation to uh, try and retain it. So it seems to be going by that.
2: What do you think about that? So I think clearly, you know, what has to be looked upon here is that, you know, for any broadcaster or for any company, if they were to, you know, have the digital and the TV platform, their digital and TV rights both in their city, it will be a very good thing because it really has a big positive impact in terms of bundle. So, you know, most of the advertisers, you know, the likes of FMCG, Auto, Banking, and also in terms of the e-com and the new, new age company, Vertical, most of the advertisers are largely similar. So, they are able to fetch a better price, uh, you know, for the bundled, uh, you know, offering. And what also happens here is that sometimes, you know, you are not able to generate or give give that that much amount of worship or, uh, you know, time spent metric uh, to a particular advertiser and you probably fail in terms of what you So,
1: this but, time, there is no bundling, no? I mean, in the sense that it has TV and digital have gone to different broadcasters. That's going to cause a headache to the winners, so exactly, to speak. Exactly,
2: exactly. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, I was just talking about the advantages around bundling. But if you look at this, you know, the unbundling aspect of it, Uh, It can work either way. I think if you look at it in a positive angle, you know, it can also work favorably, you know, for a platform. Like for example, if there is an OTT platform which is very good in terms of user experience and this can actually, you know, showcase IP as a property and innovate on various things around IP as a property, they can actually, you know, garner more as compared to what the incumbent star was doing. I think similar is for TV as well, you know, a lot of the uh, efficiency around know, inventory can probably come in, you can have more kind of some kind of advertising which is there on TV as well. But a lot of work has to be done, it's not going to be easy, uh, you know, for the new player to really come in and, you know, to match up to star revenue and probably reach cars revenue. You know? So, if the strategy and execution is correct, definitely there is a potential for that as well.
1: Okay, so, by all accounts, Biocom18 uh, has got the uh, digital rights, but... Package C still is undecided and Package C, they'll have to go all out to get the Package C because without the non-exclusive rights, they will not be able to monetize their own digital rights, right?
2: Yeah, so, you know, if you look at the Package C, it's a very interesting package, you know, close to about 20% of the matches ballpark are coming from this package. And uh, if you look at the numbers here, you know, these are matches which are very crucial in the entire tournament. And, uh, the kind of eyeballs or the kind of users these matches have are somewhere closer to 30 to 40% higher as compared to the average of all of the matches. So I think, uh, you know, it, it is a very good thing, you know, for a platform who does not want to invest the entire world money of 20, 22,000 crores, uh, for the digital rights and may end up investing only, you know, 10 to 15% of that amount and probably get uh, the key matches which are there. So I think this is a very good strategy of getting the cluster. But again, as, as you clearly said, you know, the, the incumbent who is buying the OTT rights uh, for your package B will definitely bid very aggressively, you know, for the third package and will make sure that they are able to buy it. Uh, we saw what happened even the last cycle, wherein Facebook had submitted a bid for digital rights, uh, where, you know, Star did a counter and they bought the entire rights uh, put together. So I think something similar of this sort might happen here as well, wherein the player who has bought package B will bid aggressively for as well.
1: Okay, so exciting times again. I mean, I think all eyes will be on the rights tomorrow to see what happens, who gets it. And I think this is, uh, the cricket economy seems to be really ticking and well, whatever the state of the other economy is, right?
2: Yeah, definitely. I think these are very interesting times. I know mean, cricket as a property is very compelling in India. If you look at uh, some of the numbers, I think, you know, close to 80-89% of the India sports industry is led by cricket. And if you look at cricket's share, within media rights scale to 94%. Uh, that's a mammoth number if you compare this to global averages because globally, cricket in terms of media rights share is only about 3 odd percent. And uh, you call it fortunately, unfortunately, you know, other sports, uh, you know, have made a try, whether you call it company or or soccer, they have even made an impact in terms of higher eyeballs. But somehow they haven't been able to create that big impact in terms of monetization. Uh, which is why you know cricket still remains to be a king uh, compared to other sports.
1: So thank you so much, Karan, and look forward to speaking to you tomorrow again once we have the final names in, right? So thank you so much.
2: Sure, it was a pleasure. Pleasure. Thank you so much.
1: Okay, bye.